Today, our guest is Gus Taylor, Chief Administrative Officer at Florida Medical Clinic, a multi-specialty group with over 250 providers representing 33 specialties in 36 locations. Gus will be speaking at the fifth annual Patient Experience Empathy Plus Innovation Summit hosted in Cleveland, Ohio by Cleveland Clinic from May 18th through the 21st. Gus's session at the summit is Patient Satisfaction and Employee Engagement. Thanks for being with us today, Gus. Thank you, Lonnie. So, Gus, please tell our listeners a bit about Florida Medical Clinic. Florida Medical Clinic uh, was founded in the small town of Zephyr Hills, Florida, which is just outside of Tampa, Florida, back in 1993. It was founded by four providers who had the uh, forethought to decide that instead of being independent providers with different specialties, that they wanted to kind of join forces. So from those humble beginnings back in 93 to today, 20 years later, we have over 250 providers, 33 specialties and ancillary services in 36 locations, and we see approximately 5,000 patients today throughout the Tampa area, North Tampa, actually. Well, that sounds really busy, and I'm sure it is a very busy group. So uh, tell us, what was the impetus for your group's commitment to particularly high levels of patient satisfaction and customer service? Well, we wanted to be the patient's number one choice for healthcare in our community. Uh, and we realize that healthcare today uh, is a business and patients do have options. And to be honest, when we first took the AMGA survey, we took it to really see how good we are. And what we really found out was we're not nearly as good as we think we are, um, which is it's, it was a quite interesting story for us. But, um, you know, we definitely understand that you have to have provide quality care and the high level of patient satisfaction and customer service in order for patients to not only come to Florida Medical Clinic but to keep coming. Um, when you have a store or a restaurant that doesn't provide good service, you tell your friends and they may not come back. And I think the days of old where people just lived with long wait times and unfriendly doctors because that's the way it is um, are long gone. So patients deserve our best, and we need to make sure that we give it to them every day. Well, that, that sounds uh, very impressive. So how do you inspire a customer service ethic among your medical and administrative staff? And uh, do you see significant differences between how that plays out in your different locations? Uh, well, we definitely see significant differences uh, between our locations as well as between our staff and providers. Uh, we've developed internal customer service programs with incentives for employees, um, but we have had difficulty engaging providers. They have time constraints, and um, sometimes this gets in the way of really trying to educate them on what we're trying to do. Um, so it is a def definitely a delicate balance there. Um, and as far as our clinic locations, you know, we found that there are multiple factors that, that we have to weigh. Some locations have more elderly patients. Uh, some have very young, progressive patients. And we have to be able to accommodate both. Um, the other thing is, is some of our offices house many providers and many different specialties, and some just 
a single provider uh, with a single specialty. So all of that really and truly should not make a difference, uh, but we found that it does. So what are some of the tools that you use to engage patient feedback, which obviously is very important in this process? Right. Well, for patient feedback, we primarily use an internal survey, uh, very similar to the AMGA survey that we do uh, after visits. We used to survey daily, um, but we realized that our patients have survey fatigue, especially if they go to several of our providers, and then they have to take a survey at each one. So now we survey quarterly to gauge our patient satisfaction. We also have a link on our website that encourages both patient compliments and complaints, uh, either by phone or they can just enter the data on the website. Well, that's great. So uh, how do you um, judge success based on survey scores or um, or other criteria in terms of the feedback you're getting for patients. What, what, what does success mean to your group in terms of that? We pay very close attention to the overall visit score on the AMGA survey, which I believe is question number nine. Um, we feel that whether a certain area is good or bad is irrelevant if the overall visit in the patient's eyes were not good. Now, when we are not in the AMGA survey cycle and we do our own survey, we've created a very short survey with only five questions. And those questions are getting through to the office by phone, length of time waiting at the office, explanation of what was done for you, helpfulness and courtesy of the staff, and overall visit. And we feel these questions tell us how efficient we are with the phones and the office workflow as well as how good our providers and our staff are doing. Okay. What, what would you say, then, is the biggest challenge that you see in maintaining a consistently high level of customer service and patient satisfaction? In our clinic, uh, the biggest, one of the largest challenges is just provider engagement, uh, to, to convince the providers that this is important and regardless of how pleasant or good the staff can be, at the end of the day, if that provider is running an hour late, if that provider does not give the patient the attention they need, it doesn't necessarily matter how well the staff is. So we have to make sure that our providers are fully engaged, that they run on time, and that we have the proper uh, office workflows to make that happen. Also, at least for us, which might not be an issue for everyone, uh, the decentralized locations and clinics, and uh, quite frankly, we kind of allow the doctors uh, pure autonomy in their offices, and that create, that's a good and a bad thing, um, but what it does do is it creates a lack of consistency among our different offices. And as we continue to grow and merge other practices uh, similar to ours, you know, they think that they're really good until we do a survey and then they realize, uh-oh, we're not. So all of those are challenges. Uh, the growth is a challenge, um, as well as just getting everybody on the same page. So what would be the first step that you would recommend for an organization that is prepared to make a serious commitment to improve patient satisfaction and customer service? Where do we start? I believe that you start 
by assessing your current levels and set a benchmark. Um, we really probably were only going to take the survey once, score high, and be done until we took it and realized, uh-oh, we're not where we think we are. So I think you need to assess your current levels. Uh, then you need to set goals for where you want to be and measure and track that progress. You have to be willing to commit money and time from the top down as well as the bottom up to make this work. You have to make it fun so that everyone will participate. And you have to be flexible and willing to change. Figure out what works for your clinic or for an office or a particular location and what doesn't work and be willing to change whatever your customer service program is. And then reevaluate, continuously assess and reevaluate your efforts and make sure that they're paying dividends. Well, this has been great information, Gus. We really appreciate you uh, participating in our podcast series. And to our listeners, thanks for listening. And speakers at Cleveland Clinic's Patient Experience Empathy Plus Innovation Summit.